Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Scripture says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But, Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Last week, we discussed and preached. As a matter of fact, I left the the auditorium as I do each Sunday as Trevor was praying and I walked out the door, and Rachel will usually follow by, and as I was taking my microphone off, I mentioned to her, I said, I said, ah, I said, I think I preached over an hour. And she said, very lovingly and caringly, as she always does, she said, that's because you preached two sermons. (laughs) I said, well, maybe so, Um, but uh, last week we discussed how we are to minister in a post-Christian culture. How are we to do that? How are we to minister and understand what is taking place within our culture, and how are we supposed to go through that? Of course, we discussed all that last week, so I'm not going to go through that, but to follow up on that just a little bit, it is going to take... At the end of the day, faith. Faith. If we are going to minister and we're going to survive and Christianity is going to flourish within a post-Christian culture, we are going to have to exercise and increase our faith. How do we do that? What I want to do over today and the next few weeks is discuss... Hebrews chapter 11, and the faith that we have as an example of the believers, as the Bible says in verse number 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. A good report. And the Scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Bible also says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If this is going to be a, a, or if we're going to live in a culture that is a post-Christian culture, we still have to understand that God is to be pleased and that God is a rewarder of them. We want to be rewarded. We want to have the rewards of God. Well, how do we do that? It's all by faith. And our faith needs to be strengthened today 
more than ever before, I'm convinced of that. And so we're going to look at this this morning as we introduce this series uh, on the great hall of faith, but more specifically this morning, I want to preach about the dynamics of faith, the dynamics of faith. How is it going to affect your life and my life this morning as Christians and as believers? Let's pray together and we'll get started. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you once again uh, throughout this day. Uh, God, we don't want to stop this uh, this meeting out of a habit or out of uh, anything other than a necessity that we can hear from you. God, the faith that you have given us is one of the most precious gifts in the Christian life, and we're grateful for it. But Father, I, I know that in my own life there have been many times that I've neglected uh, the faith that you have given to me, the opportunity to increase my faith, to have more faith, and, and, and God, I pray that through this message and through this series, that as a church, we would rally together, that we would come together within this, that our faith may be increased, that our faith in you would be encouraged, that our faith in you would be increased so much that we would have great and mighty things that we've never seen or never thought possible here at Bailey Road Baptist Church. God, I pray that through this we would make an impact in our community, uh, that lives would be changed uh, by our uh, faith or example of faith. And Father, as we study your saints throughout this chapter and we look at their lives and we look at their example of faith, God, I pray that you would cause us once again to increase our faith. Help us. Oh, Heavenly Father, in this area, we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. When Jesus healed the blind man in Matthew chapter 9, he said these words, he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. And we know that the key to life is not, or the key to a happy life, is not always friends or feelings or even fortune, but it's faith in God. It's faith in God. This morning, I want to begin by giving you the definition of faith. The definition of faith, and the Scripture gives it to us in verse number 1, as we look through this and we see where the Scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We see two aspects of faith as the Scripture defines this to us by saying it's the substance and the evidence. The substance as well as the evidence. Of course, substance is something that is solid. It is something that we can hold on to. It is something that is tangible that we can see with our lives. Evidence, of course, is something that is of convincing proof. Something, again, that we can see, something we can hold on to. And faith is then responding to God in a full trust and in a full obedience no matter the circumstances. No matter the circumstances, within this evidence of faith, it enables us to treat the future as if it is today. 
We can trust God in all of this, knowing that we have faith. Again, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Faith is the evidence of those things that's already in the heart of God. It's already in the heart of God. If we want, uh, again, to minister within a culture that is post-Christian, in a culture that has given up on the ideas of God, have given up on the, uh, again, even the culture of Christianity, have moved beyond that, is no longer uh, governed by the morals of Christianity. If we want to minister within this with confidence, with a convincing proof, we must approach this by faith and believing God at His Word. One of the things about believing God at His Word is understanding what His Word says even about the last days as we looked at last week. What is taking place today has been and is understood by God and is explained by God to be within the last days. And so we see within this definition... Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not yet happened. We're hoping for it. We want it. We want to see it happen. But the evidence of things not seen, but it's not here yet. It's not here yet. Now, we exercise and use faith all across our life. But we know often that within circumstances, it changes things, doesn't it? Some of you may be sitting here this morning, it's common uh, within church. I mean, it's about 10 after 11 right now, and everybody knows that uh, after church, what's the main thing that we do most of the time? We eat. You have faith that you're going to eat today. You have faith that you're going to eat. You have faith that when you get home, you're going to have food. But you know, there are circumstances that could change that. There are. You could get sick. You could become ill. Anything could happen between now and the next time you eat, while right now you have faith that you're going to eat this afternoon. Some of you have faith that I'm going to be done by noon today. My wife reminded me, she said, hey, I have children's church today. I said, be prepared, dear. Be prepared. No. Faith. It means it hasn't happened. We hope it will. We want it to. And we have faith that it will. And, and we see this and we have this definition of faith. Again, the evidence of things not seen. But I want you to see number two this morning. Not just this definition of faith, but I want you to see the declaration of faith. The declaration of faith. The Bible declares to us here, in verse number 2, that for by it, the elders obtained a good report. A good report. That through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. By the Word of God. That's simply by faith we go back, we can go back to the book of Genesis, and we can see that God spoke the world into existence. He spoke it. And it happened. And God created the worlds by His Word. And by faith, or through faith, we understand that. The worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things 
which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And he declares this faith as something that pleases God. It pleases God. He gives the example in verse 4 and verse 5 of Abel and Enoch. In verse 4 he says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaketh. He says of Enoch, by faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. How did he please God? Well, the Bible tells us in verse number 6 that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. We see that faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. We, we think about and we talk about sometimes about how can we please God. I don't want to go fully into the story of Cain and Abel this morning, but I want you to remember within that story of Cain and Abel, the Bible says that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. A more excellent sacrifice. So remember, we had, we had two brothers that had met, had met, obviously they'd met one another, but they wanted to please God. And so one said, I'm going to give God a sacrifice. I'm going to sacrifice something for Him. And the other one said, oh, you know what, I am too. And so we had one over here, Cain brought his sacrifice and he gave it to God. Now why did he bring this sacrifice? Then you have Abel over here, he, he puts his sacrifice together and he brings it to God. God was only pleased with one of them. Now, wait a second. They both had a desire to please God. And in their desire to please God, they both sacrificed something. But only one pleased God. Only one was given in and through and by faith. This one was not. It reminds me, and I have to be reminded in this often, I am not the one that determines what pleases God. I'm not the one. Now we have, though, we have this habit as people, as humans, to attempt to do something pleasing. In that we say things like, 
Aren't you pleased? Don't you like it? Now look, the polite thing to say is, is what usually? Yes, thank you, I love it. But we lie a lot. We lie a lot. I mean, we're probably not always thankful in all things. Here, here recently, I thought I would do something nice for my girls. Abby's shaking her head. So they're, they're getting ready to go back to school. So I was online, and I was looking at a couple of things, and, and I, I saw a, a dress. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. It's wrong thing, isn't it? And so I said, I'm going to order them some dresses. Why are you all laughing right now? Yeah. Said, said, hey, I ordered you some dresses. And Abby said, ew. Ew. And Chloe said, oh, thanks. And Rachel said, why would you do that? Now look, I had great intentions. I had great intentions, just obviously not great taste. I didn't ask them. I just wanted to please them. But you know what? They weren't pleased. And you know what? I, I, I really, I got my feelings hurt. And I said, see if I ever buy you a dress again. And they said, thank you. I didn't fully get my feelings hurt, but I was kind of like, man, I, I thought you'd like it. I thought it looked nice, and Abby said, I'm not 60. Um, so any of you 60-year-olds, I've got some dresses. Um, I'll make you a great deal on them. Uh, <laughs> I haven't returned them yet. Uh, so if, you, if you're interested, see me after the service. Uh, garage sale in my office. You know what I mean, though. I wanted to please. That was my intention. It just didn't please. It didn't please. Now, you know what? You know what would have pleased? Let's try this, Abby. Here's $100. Go buy some dresses. She, she's good with that. She's good with that. I'm not giving that to you, but, uh, but that would please her. You see... God makes very plain to us what pleases Him. Faith in Him. Just because we come in and we say, oh, this is going to please Him, doesn't mean it is. Doesn't mean it is. It has to be within the realms and the guides and everything that He has set up. He says, faith pleases me. Unbelief does not. How often do we find ourselves in between that awkward place of Christianity, between unbelief and faith? Between unbelief and faith. Faith pleases Him. What caused Him to accept Abel's sacrifice was faith. Evidently, and we'll see in the coming weeks ahead, Cain obviously did not have faith 
in His sacrifice coming, even though they both sacrificed. You see, it's not determined by us what pleases God. God is the one who decides. God is the one who decides. Faith pleases God. Can I say, secondly, within this declaration of faith, faith produces a victory. Faith produces a victory. Notice in verse number 6, he says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. E.M. Bounds said, Prayer projects faith on God and God on the world. Only God can move mountains, and only prayer moves God. Listen, where is your faith? Again, if we are going to have victory, if we're going to overcome a post-Christian culture, it is going to require us to have faith this morning. It produces a victory in our lives. It brings us to a place where God says, I want to reward you for your faith, as faith is rewarded by God. Again, we must believe that He is. I love this phrase, and I love how it's phrased here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, as it says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is what? That he's God. We're coming to God. We must believe that he is God. Because he is God. You may have doubt this morning. You may wonder this morning, is he real? You may wonder this morning, is God real? Is God really there? Does God really care about me? If you're going to please God, you're going to have to believe that He is. Believe and approach Him in faith believing. Not seeking things for your own, but seeking how we may honor and glorify Him. And believe that He is a rewarder. Again, it says those that diligently seek Him. The word diligently means to do it earnestly, to do it with zeal, to do it with all that you have. Not just once in a while, but all the while. All the while that we go. We see that there's anything in our life which does deserves and demands earnest prayer, it's faith. It's faith. It's faith. God honors faith because faith honors God. In all things, it honors Him. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? We see not just the declaration of faith, but we see also the display of faith. The display of faith. How do we display our faith? When we come to the book of Hebrews, how is our faith displayed? When you go through the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, uh, again, we'll see in the coming weeks the number of people as we look at Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Moses and, and David and those that went through the Red Sea and Rahab and Gideon and Samson and Japheth and Samuel and the prophets, all of them had faith. And the Bible says in verse number 40, God, having provided some better thing for us, 
that they without us should not be made perfect. And then in chapter 12, he says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. May I say that if we're going to understand what faith is, and what faith declares, and how it can be displayed in our lives, we must understand what the Bible says. First, I want you to see in verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Are you looking unto Jesus in a post-Christian culture? Jesus is not the most popular thing out there. Not the most popular belief. But we're to look to Him. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning, I, I encourage you to look to Jesus. Believe in Him, what He did on the cross of Calvary, as He shed His blood for your sin, for your life, that you might be saved. Look to Jesus. That is our faith this morning. How do we display our faith? We look to Jesus. We look to His Word. We trust what His Word says. We follow what His Word tells us to do by faith, through faith. We looked unto Jesus. He's the author. He's the beginning of it. He's the finisher. Why? Because again, for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross, despised the shame, and now is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's Jesus. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, your, your first step this morning would be to trust Him by faith. If you do know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says in verse number 1, Wherefore, seeing also we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How often do you repent of sin? How often do you recognize sin in your life? I, I'm, I'm convinced that, that there are many, many of us today that we're, we're convinced that, well, you know, we're never wrong. Or if we are wrong, it's rare. 
And because of that attitude, because of that understanding, we, we don't look for and we don't see the sin that is besetting us in our life. But we must see it as God sees it. We must turn from it. It's going to interrupt your faith, I will tell you that. Faith in God is, is something that fluctuates. It's something that is used. It's something, uh, again, that, that Jesus said multiple times in dealing with His disciples. How is it that ye have no faith? He would say, how is it that ye have little faith? And then He would say to others, how, you, your great is your faith. Great is your faith. Faith is something that has to be replenished. Faith is something that has to be uh, in our lives and growing each and every day as we place that. But I'll tell you, there's going to be something that will hinder faith in your life and in my life, and it's sin. It's sin. Again, he says, the sin which doth so easily beset us. The sin that causes us to stay still. The, the sin that causes us not to move. The sin that causes us not to move forward with God. He says, you've got to set that to the side. You've got to get rid of that. You've got to uh, put that to the side and run with patience the race that is set before us. He said, run the race. Run the race. Again, look, this is your race. Don't focus on somebody else's race. You run your race. It's an individual event. An individual event. And then, of course, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The idea of look is to look away from everything else. Look away from everything else. And he says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, again, for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross. We need to be challenged as a church. We need to be challenged as believers as we face the culture in which we live in. As we face a post-Christian culture, that we would have a dynamic faith. When we come to God, we believe God because He's God. That we would have a faith believing that He will provide for us that He will guide us, that He will still save people. Because God is in the saving business, amen? It's what He does. It's the desire of His heart. But we must tell, by faith, we must move forward. By faith, we must grow in God. By faith. In the coming weeks, we will see these dear saints of God that the Scripture says once again that by it they obtained good report. All of these people that we'll look at within the Scripture, all of them, lived in different times. They lived in times when God was not always popular. They lived in times and during times and in different cultures that God was doubted. That God 
wasn't even considered always. And yet he was there. And by faith, they made a difference. I'm convinced this morning that by faith, Bailey Road Baptist Church could make a difference in our culture. I'm convinced of that. By faith. We can. We must. For the sake of those that don't have the gospel, for the sake of those that don't know Christ as their Savior, we must, by faith, make an impact. I believe that we can. And we'll see through these saints how they did it. By faith. And by faith, we too can make a difference. I'll have every head bowed, every eye closed this morning.